Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated. And our goal on this podcast is to make real life simple. Today, we're talking about Christmas. December is here. What do you do when you have people in your life who are facing a blue Christmas? How can we be Jesus to them at this very sad time of year? Welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. Well, hello, friends. So glad you're joining us. It's December, and what an exciting time of year it is as we prepare for Christmas. I know the stores have been prepared for months. It seems like September we saw Christmas stuff in uh, Lowe's and Hobby Lobby and other places like that. Uh, But we are full on in it here at the church, and the Christmas decorations are going up, and we're preparing for a brand new series uh, this coming weekend um, to help us get ready for Christmas. And then also, we've got, uh, obviously, our Christmas Eve services coming up. So there's a lot of festivities this time of year and a lot of fun this time of year, but it can also be a very sad time of year for people. I remember... Uh, last year, I believe, was the uh, first Christmas without my father, and it was a, a very difficult time uh, just to kind of process that and think that through about, you know, going home and, and seeing family and dad wasn't going to be there and um, just all of those emotions that you have. And I know for others, this is a Christmas like that. Maybe it's the first Christmas without somebody. Maybe it's the 30th Christmas without somebody. Maybe something uh, tragic happened in your life around Christmas. I know for those of us that live in the Santa Clarita area, the Thanksgiving time of year will always be associated with the Saugus shootings and what happened on November the 14th and the devastating time that was for so many of us. And we're still kind of uh, reeling from that. And for some families, they'll never be the same. And the holidays will always be tainted with that. And so if you are somebody like that, how do you process that? And if you are around somebody like that, how do you help them process this? I want to talk to both of these groups because I think this often gets missed during this very festive time of year, and it's the most wonderful time of the year, and all the Hallmark movies end happy. Well, what if it's not such a happy season for somebody? So let me speak specifically to those who this isn't the happiest time of year. You've lost someone, and this is the first year without them. You just went through a divorce, and this is your first Christmas alone. Or maybe because of custody with the kids, um, this is the Christmas you guys won't be together opening presents on December 25th. Maybe for you, this is the first year since the cancer diagnosis. Maybe it's the first year since the loss of somebody who had cancer. Maybe it's the, the just the painful reminders of Christmases when you were a kid, and maybe it was an abusive parent or uh, an abusive um, uncle or, or somebody in your life that just always made the holidays really, really difficult for you. And Christmas brings up all those emotions. I recently uh, read this book that I, I thought was really fascinating called The Coddling of the American Mind. And it's a, it's a difficult read, um, and I would recommend the summary. You can pick that up on Amazon. But it talks about three particular mind traps that we get into and are kind of perpetuated in our society. And one of them is to just go with your feelings. 
and how that is something that we often say to ourselves and say to each other, and we, we counsel each other with, well, it felt right, and I'm just going with my gut, and I'm going with my heart. Uh, the problem with that is our heart can be so deceptive at times. And alongside that are our emotions. In fact, the writer in this book gives the illustration of emotions are a little bit like trying to ride an elephant. Imagine yourself trying to steer an elephant, uh, and you're able to do that to some degree, but if the elephant makes a decision on what it wants to do, it's just going to go that way, and you're along for the ride. That doesn't always mean it's the right decision. It's just the, what the elephant decided was right. And oftentimes with our emotions, it's that raging elephant that barrels through a room or through a wall and takes us in directions that we don't want to go. And one solution is just to say, well, I'm just going to go with my feelings and I'm going to be mad and I'm going to be sad and I'm going to be upset. And to some degree, these are you know, emotions that are, are real and need to be expressed, but it doesn't always have to dominate our lives and it doesn't have to define our lives. Just because you've been a victim doesn't mean that you have to stay a victim. In fact, there's a, uh, a, an idea that a lot of times counselors use called the uh, drama triangle. And if you imagine the triangle as having obviously three points, uh, one is a victim, the other is a villain, and the other is a hero. And most of us in all of our social settings try to figure out where we are on that triangle. In this argument, was I the victim, the villain, or the hero? And we're all trying to move to the hero status. And if that doesn't work, then we'll be the victim. But nobody wants to be the villain. And so we don't let ourselves believe that about ourselves. And we, we, we try to channel our emotions that way. What if you just get off the triangle? What if you just recognize that, you know what, maybe there's really not a hero in this situation. And even though you might be the victim, you don't have to stay in that role. And even though, though there's somebody that is a villain, they don't have to dominate your life. And to kind of bring all these metaphors together, maybe you don't have to necessarily believe that wherever that elephant takes you is the true destination of where it is you need to be. Understanding the pain that you deal with, not avoiding it, dealing with it appropriately, talking with counselors, uh, recognizing that even though you've had bad Christmases in the past, this could be a new one. This could be the start of a new tradition. This could be the start of a new um, set of memories that are going to be what you cherish and take with you into your next season of life. It's really easy to get on that drama triangle and woe is me yourself all through the holidays. Which leads me to this second group of people, and that is those people in our lives that are suffering, how do we help them? In fact, the best way for you to kind of navigate that elephant, so to speak, is to help somebody else out with theirs. Uh, it's a, a little bit like that, you know, what you hear in the, um, when you take a, a flight on an airplane, the, the flight attendant will come on and say, in the event uh, that the cabin loses pressure, the masks will drop, put your own mask on first, and then, the help, then help the person next to you, right? Well, in this case, um, yeah, you do the self-work and you take care of yourself, but part of the self-work is to take care of somebody else. And you don't have to be their emotional crutch. You don't have to fix all their problems. You don't have to just help them get on the happy side of things because grief is something that's as unique as someone's fingerprint. Everybody processes it differently. But what do you do if you have somebody in your life 
who they're facing a blue Christmas. A few things I would suggest to you. If you know the situation really well, you know the person really well, they're going through a situation without that person uh, because of a loss or divorce, ask them, what do you miss about that person? Tell me some things about this person that, that you cherished uh, during this time of year. Tell me about last Christmas with that person. And let them begin to process some of these emotions. Let them begin to um, you know, just light up as they talk about some of these people. Uh, recently, I had a chance to sit in the living room of a couple of families who were grieving the loss of loved ones through this saga's tragedy. And to see them sit down with each other and say, tell me about your child was so therapeutic for all of them. Just to share the stories of these precious kids gone way too soon. And in this situation that you may be dealing with somebody who's suffering some kind of loss, facing a blue Christmas, help them find some, not the bright side, not just get out of your funk and move on, but help them remember the good things. Help them remember the positive things and begin to just serve them in that capacity. Listen to them. Find out what it is that they, uh, they miss. Invite them to projects where you serve other people that are maybe struggling as well. Invite them to grief support groups. Invite them to serve uh, out at soup kitchens and uh, homeless projects. Uh, invite them to write letters to uh, those who are overseas in the military. Invite them to collect toys for kids in need. And you begin to uh, serve your way into a better situation. Um, you know, Jesus is more than just our Savior. He's brilliant, and he is the master of life. And it is Jesus who teaches us it is better to give than receive. And we do find our true fulfillment in taking care of each other and meeting their needs. And this Christmas season is a perfect time to do that. Find somebody in your life who you think, you know what, they're probably struggling worse than I am. Pray for them. Find opportunities to encourage them. Don't make it their mission to fix you, and don't make it your mission to fix them. Just be there for them, encourage them, and see where God takes that. Maybe that's going to be them just saying to you, thank you so much, and that's it. Maybe it's going to be they take you up on that offer for dinner or to come to your Christmas party or to go to lunch with you, and you just listen. You don't have to show up with a book and a bunch of solutions as to how to make the holidays happier. Sometimes it's just being that person that listens and cares enough to ask the follow-up question. Not just, how are you doing? But then when they begin, begin to give you kind of a, uh, you know, a, a canned answer, to look at them again and say, but how are you doing really? And listen to what it is they have to say. And how are you doing really right now? Knowing that every day is a little different. Some days are better than others. But in those moments, you really get to figure out how can I help and serve this person? Well, I know that for many of us that do this on an ongoing basis, you may develop what's called compassion fatigue, where you're so involved with other people and helping them that you begin to feel a little bit of codependence, or maybe you feel a little bit drained. For those of you that are a number two on the Enneagram, you're a helper, you can sometimes get overwhelmed with all the people you're trying to take care of. Don't forget the self-care. You got to sleep. You got to eat. You got to have downtime. You got to read some stuff and listen to some stuff that encourages you. And then you got to get geared up 
to be able to serve again. For all of you that serve others during this time of year, thank you. For all of you who have been sending out your prayers and support through this time for Saga Strong and for our kids at Saga's, thank you. And for all of you who are uh, just using this time of year to help others find Christ, thank you. It's going to be a great Christmas season, and we have a chance to do this together. Well, share this with a friend if you think it'll encourage them. Uh, And as always, we'll be back next week to deal with some new topics during this Christmas season.